GFS episode number 80. Hi, this is Martin Woodward. And this is Greg Duckin. Well, Greg, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Doing good. Summer's starting to wrap up, you know, so that's kind of, I'm I'm done with summer. What is summer like where you live, man, in Ireland? Oh, rubbish. No, we had had like a nice couple of days and then it's just been raining. So I mowed my grass um, early on in the week because I I figured that would be the last time I'd be able to mow it in August. Wow. (laughs) Because of the rain and whatever. It's terrible. I'm heading out uh, uh, to Mallorca on holiday for a couple of weeks. So I'm quite quite looking forward to that. So it should be good. A time time of summer holidays for the end of the uh, summer break. You know that should be that's the way to do it. Right. Just, yeah. But no, we haven't. We've uh, tell you what things keep shipping back at the office anyway, despite the summer holidays that people are taking. Yeah. So we uh, yeah yeah this was a good uh, between the shows we've got a lot lot shipped out. Right, so let's let's cover some of them. So we talked uh, quite a bit about Update Three uh, last time round. So we covered uh, a fair chunk of this, but we we shipped Update Three. So um, you know, you look out for your toast in Visual Studio. Have you already got your toast pop up? Have you, Greg? I've been ignoring it. Oh, okay. <laughs> to be honest, it's it's there. I just haven't applied it yet. You're never going to get your MVP if you carry on like that, right? <laughs> but I'm talking about upgrading our TFS server. We actually had a meeting yesterday about it, so uh, we'll talk about this a late, little bit later in the show. But we're doing some consolidation of our two project collections, and then once I do that, I, I'm going to be going from uh, TFS 2012 update 2 to TFS 13 update 3. Oh, brilliant. Well, that should be good, actually. There's a, that's a huge difference. You can yeah. really notice that. It should be good. Quite a lot of perfixes as well between those, especially around work items and stuff. So, yeah, that's, that, that'd be quite exciting. Um, th- did you, speaking of um, uh, the, you know, the, the Agile stuff, did you see the article on um, tech, uh, no, Ars Technica from Dr. Pizza, Peter Bright? Did you see that one? I don't. So, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. I've finally <laughs> seen an article that Greg hasn't seen. How about this? <laughs> so um, it was basically um, they did a whole sort of thing on on our you know you know the Visual Studio like story stuff that you, that we that we have on the website. Right. It's kind of Doctor Peter's take on that really. Oh. And, um, He'd come in. He'd come in a while ago and had a look around and you know interviewed some people and he's obviously he's obviously done some other interviews since and got some background color. But no, it was it's quite a good piece and some some of the comments are interesting to it as well. Um, in terms of people saying, you know, I can't handle all these updates. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like, do what you do. Just don't take them if you don't want them. But if you want them, you might as well have them. So there's a bunch of new stuff there. Um, top of top of which is probably the Azure SDK 2.4, uh, which is very handy. And obviously, if you're doing, if you've got um, a Windows Phone with the uh, Windows 8.1 update, and you want to be testing that, and you, you know you're on the dev preview thing right. that you can do with Windows Phone, then um, the, the there's an update the Windows Phone stuff there to help you build and test apps using the latest Windows Phone 8.1 release. Do you have Windows Phone? So, yeah. So, if uh, if you're one of the few, the proud, the HTC 8X uh, Windows Phone users and you can't get the update. Yes, I'm, I'm Windows 8. I'm Windows 8.1. I'm running the update. I've got the dev preview going. I am loving this update. It, it makes Windows Phone nice. And I, kept, I keep doing the update. Check for updates. Check for updates. Check for updates because <laughs> I want to live folders and I want the you know consumer VPN and I want these other features like update, update, update. And then I see the blog post. HTC uh, 8x people we're, we're putting it on hold for a little bit while we uh, troubleshoot some issues. Yeah. So, 
if you're one of those few in the proud, you can at least start playing with this stuff via these emulators. It's been just some really, really good stuff. That, that, that team are absolutely cranking in their updates. Yeah. It's brilliant. And the way they've done the dev preview thing is fantastic as well, isn't it? So if you, you know, if you are a bleeding edge like us, and you know, you don't feel complete in your life unless you know part of your, the vast majority of the things you rely on every day aren't running beta versions of operating <laughs> systems. Or, or it's not really beta, but you know what I mean. Or at least you know, hot off the press versions. Then uh, you've got you've got to do it, install it. It's, it's the, I, I couldn't believe like how much it's come on from a regular Windows Phone eight build. You know, and there's just so many features. I was like, oh wow, was that new? You know, it's just stuff I rely on all the time. So yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that it's that's been so painless. Even the people with the Nokia and the Cyan updates, and there was that problem where you would have to, you know, roll back. They fixed that, so it, it keeps rolling forward. Keeps rolling forward. Well, I am not at all sad that I did the dev preview on this phone. Yeah. Yeah, one of the uh, cool things in the, um, the Visual Studio update, um, not on the phone side, but actually over on the Azure side, was around um, Azure web jobs. So they're actually a pretty cool way of just like doing some background processing. You know, it's funny how we come full circle. I started my career doing like batch processing <laughs> on a mainframe, and then here it is. You know, a brand new thing. You go, you know, go do an Azure web job and go execute uh, an on-demand or you know, like scheduled tasks in Azure and, and have them scale and stuff. It's brilliant. Um, and the other thing that came in that update, actually, which I haven't had a chance to play with yet, is the um, the Apache Cordova tools for Visual Studio. That's just a preview release of them. But, um, yeah, it's the, the multi-device hybrid tools. It's, it seems yeah, to be... you got to call it by its, you know, official name, multi-device hybrid tools. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not supposed to use Cordova <laughs> properly, am I? <laughs> I don't even know. I'm I'm so behind the party line on that stuff. I don't know. I haven't even played with it yet, so I I need to. But um, what was I using? I was using some app the other day. Oh, I'm trying to remember now. No, I can't remember what it was, but it was one app, and then it, it was you know it was like this really rich app, and then um and then something failed in my network connection because I've been having broadband problems, and like. All of a sudden, I got like my broadband router's signing page inside this app. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. I never knew. So I was thinking this must be one of those, you know, like a Cordova-based app or something. Right. And I never knew. It would, It would. It was just one of the rich apps I was using. And then I was like, oh, wow. You know, the the, the, the curtains were finally pulled down. I was like, oh, so it's pretty good. Um, da, 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 da. Yeah, so that's up, update three. So try it. If you get the bit of toast, then make sure you don't, you know, don't ignore it. Give it a go. Be be the first in your office to have all the latest and greatest bits and show people. All that Git code lens stuff's in there as well. If you're using Git, you know, Git, 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 Git. So you might as well give that a try as well. And that was developed, uh, the Git code lens stuff was developed actually not far from me um, in the Cambridge office. So, uh, you know, I, there's a bit of a local connection for me there. So definitely give that a try. As well as uh, Visual Studio um, Update 3, obviously there's um, the TFS Update uh, 3 release, um, so you can download that. Do, doing the upgrade is is like previous ones, you know, you uninstall the AT and reinstall the AT and then it upgrades your, your database for you. Mm-hmm. Um, the... Uh, you can go and I'll, I'll just put a link into the show notes. Brian's sort of kind of talked heavily about some of the new stuff that's in. The, one of the best things is actually to just go to uh, the VSO site and um, see what um, 
the you know you, you go see which features arrived um and, and it shows you you know which, which of the features that you can see in visual studio online are in which update of tfs and that sort of thing uh i'm just making sure i put that into the show notes okay and then uh, we've been busy as well as all these updates to the on-premise product. You know, we keep shipping and updating the cloud version. So uh, the biggest change um, we did was around uh, um, the the stakeholder licensing changes. So we, we, we talked about them last time, didn't yeah, we, the yep, new stakeholder sure license? Okay. And then um, Azure Active Directory support's been enabled now. And so you can actually um, associate your... Um, your your visualstudio.com account you can you can have a visualstudio.com account that's associated with azure active directory which is brilliant if you've got ad synced into the cloud you know if you if you're trying to be um if you if you're running a company i was talking to a guy um in scotland just this week and he'd already got his company you know he had a small team uh similar to you right. greg and he had AD synced up into the cloud and um, was using AAD. And his his local, um, he was having loads of trouble getting like decent dev machines and stuff. Um, yeah, he's got MSDN for all of his teams. So he's right. like, I just created, so he just created VMs <laughs> in Azure. <laughs> and then his, now his VMs are in Azure. We're, and they're like, you know, big, big boy VMs. And then um, he's like, well, it's daft that TFS isn't. So, hey, let's, let's use TFS online and let's have it sync to AAD. And so we're still using the same corporate credentials as we would have done if we'd have been in on-prem. But we don't have to host it. We don't have to run it. It sounds it's it's starting to get a bit compelling, isn't it? Yeah. You know? I can I can hear you're almost tempted if it wasn't for the old legal things. Yeah, yeah. God. You know, imagine not ever having to run or back up your own TFS instance anymore. Wouldn't that be good? That would be nice. Uh, yeah. Um, so, and yeah, so it's been busy. Go ahead. Yeah. So how is, how have things been running on VSO? Ah, well, we, uh, Brian posted about, did you, we had an outage on July 18th. Were you affected by that? I don't nah. suppose you, no. Okay. Well, well, fortunately, um, more people could have been, we were lucky at the time of day it hit. Um, that sounds bad, especially if you're like not. I, I don't mean like low usages in, you know, the Americans were asleep. Actually, the Americans were awake because, believe it or not, that's, you know, the peak hours where it comes in isn't isn't based on when America wakes up. <laughs> so, but it, it happened um, during a time where there weren't as many people on as it could have been. But, you know, uh, that uh, that's um, fair enough. But basically... Um, we had a bit of a problem down um, down in Sequelizer layer, and then we had um, we had too much stuff kind of throttled on it. Really, uh, Brian does a really good blog post explaining. Did you have a chance to read through Brian's blog post explaining? Uh, yeah, one, I, I scanned through it a lot, and it, I really loved that post. You know that that headline: "Don't let nice to have features take down your mission critical ones." Yeah, exactly. It's um, yeah, that says it all, really. <laughs> It's really, it's been really fascinating um, doing this and also doing the Coplex stuff as well. Just um, building building services that like handle and bits of code that handle part of the code just not being there. And you have to do it to keep a service up because you know there's basically in a system that's as complex as VSO or you know with all the Azure dependencies and stuff like that, 
there's basically always something broke. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> it feels like it. I'm sure it's not as bad as that, but it, it, it feels like it. And so you can't just have the whole system go down every time a tiny little thing isn't working. You, right. you, you have to degrade gracefully. Mm-hmm. And Azure, not Azure, um, Amazon are masters at this, you know what I mean? And they, they, they've been doing it a, a lot longer than, than I have. But uh, speaking of Brian Harry, he's just pinging me now. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, anyway, I'm just going to ignore Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I, should I say to him, hey, you're recording Radio TFS? <laughs> anyway, that's quite distracting when he pings you. Right. Especially when his opening line is, I was thinking about this in the shower this morning. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. I'm like, this is going to be good. I don't know all that, Brian. Dude, I do I'll the best yeah, you know, algorithm development in the shower. No distractions. Oh, no. You know, uh, that's... Anyway, um, so Brian's post here goes into a, as he really does with these um, outages. He kind of likes like uh, Mark Rosinovich when he talks about um, Azure being down and the lessons they've learned. He does a nice long post about you know what happened and what what's going on and how they're learning from this. And it's definitely a nice post. Yeah. Yep. It is. Sorry, I'm being distracted by Brian. <laughs> Yeah. Carry on while I just uh, tell Brian to go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, next post, the uh, next story we want to talk about is is pretty much kind of self serving for us because you know um, professional team foundation server 2013 book, which um, all of you listeners out there know, Martin, uh, Mickey, and a team were all involved in the writing of it. Esteban, Esteban Garcia did a book review. A book review sounds like you're in school, but he reviewed the book on it and he talks about the details. He goes into it. This is uh, the review itself. One, two, three, four, five, six paragraphs worth of information. And he really kind of talks about uh, how he felt about it, what, what was good on it. Um, he really doesn't give the guys a hard time at all. Which is, you know, makes it a, you know, is a. So that's a shame, isn't it? <laughs> There's no boy. This book sucked. Parts that I'm seeing here. So, uh, which that makes it good. I mean, you know, the quote over 800 pages and it's full of great stuff. I mean, that's the quote. That's your elevator pitch right there. And of course, we'll have yeah. the, the link to the book in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and speaking of show notes, well, speaking of show notes, is is it probably that time of the show already? Exactly. Uh, it's we're already. Well, it's kind of an advert for the book, so it's only fair that we. Uh, <laughs> I should say that uh, before we do do do, do the do the uh, the shout out the um the guys did you know I know my name's on the cover of books a lot of the stuff has done it but the the guys we've got you know uh, doing who uh, update we've had a lot more co-authors come onto the book this time uh, led by Steve St. John and um, yeah they've done a really really good job uh, of, of the stuff that I read mm-hmm. I reviewed a couple of the chapters um, as well and uh, no, Steve and Damien um, did a great job and Ed Thompson uh, did the Git chapter as well and anyone who's heard Ed talk at building things um you know he basically you know he's one of the core committers on libgit too and stuff and he knows more about git than basically anybody else i know just to to some extent ed thompson yeah he works he's i've worked with him for a decade now actually he he was at team prize with me he's not listed as an author on the book though not on the cover, right? But if you look in the about the author section uh, on uh, on the Amazon site, probably it'll it'll show you. Yeah, that, there he goes. There you go. He only did the Git chapter, so oh. and there's there's a contractual thing why he wasn't listed in the cover, but you, that you don't care about. But 
he's he's a co-author as far as I'm concerned, and he did he did a great job. I reviewed that chapter as well. So um, no, and I, I, I know so much about it. It's, it's not funny, but um, in, in fact, so much so that with like I often ping him and say, "Hey, what's the command line for such ah. and such?" He's like. Oh, I don't know the command line for that. I just go into the like dot git folder and hand hack it, and I'm like, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll use Stack Overflow. <laughs> <laughs> I see. He's not an author. He's a contributor. So. There you go. You see. Yeah, he just basically doesn't. Whatever. I don't quite know. He doesn't get royalties or something. And he gets a one-off payment. I'm not quite sure how it works. Um, but yeah, there we go. Sorry. Back to the show. And we, well, you know, since we're talking about other people about the book, you know, Anthony Borton is a, was a technical editor for the book as well. So we have to give him a shout out too. Oh, totally. Another friend you know. of the show. So, all right. Speaking of the show, it's that time. Episode 80 of Radio TFS is brought to you by SAS Made Easy, a leader in hosted TFS, dedicated virtual servers, and TFS ALM consulting. You can reach them at www.sasmadeeasy.com or via email at sales at S-A-A-S-M-A-D-E-E-A-S-Y dot com. And as always, make sure we want to thank them for their continued support and helping us bring you Radio TFS. And now, back to you. Cool. So um, one of the good chapters in the, the TFS book, and one of the reasons to get the TFS book, is to talk about the TFS extensibility. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Grant wrote a lot of that chapters. And in fact, some of the, some of the things he sort of first really were published in the world was actually that you know the server plugin stuff was in the original tfs book right. so if you want to learn more about some of that type of stuff and don't want to be buying the book and don't want to be sitting through a big you know reading all 800 pages of it then uh, a quick way to come to speed with some of this and just you know get, figure out where to get started is a video on um ssw tv adam cogan's you know video channel they right. do a great job of damien brady uh, speaking of damien did a, a great talk on there, so you can get to read one of the, you know, see one of the co-authors in the flesh and read all about, uh, listen or view or watch even all about TFS extensibility. <laughs> yeah, that's an almost two-hour-long video session there. So yeah, it's probably easy to read the book. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's a good it's a good session. So it's one of those ones you want to you know try and get downloaded somehow and watch it on a plane or something like that if you can. But it's it's definitely good. And since we're talking about TFS customization, uh, Northwest Cadence blog, uh, uh, Dan Wood just blogged about TFS customization pitfalls and payoffs. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. And he talks about some of the low-risk customizations, some things that are easy to do, some things that, you know, uh, maybe uh, shouldn't do. Um, so this is a, a nice, well-written post. And there's pictures. I always like, you know, the, the diagrams with the pictures on those. Those always, always help. Yeah, definitely. Um and I'm going to carry on a, um, a, a extension uh, a rant while we're doing it, if that's okay. The um, we talked earlier on in one of the previous shows about um, Jeff Brownwell, Mike Douglas's um, ebook that they're doing, and uh-huh. you know, and, and then sort of releasing it as they go through. Right. Well, um, you can you can get the update one, <laughs> just like you know we're doing updates at DFS. They've got update one of their book, and uh, there's a whole section in there about you know service hooks and using the OAuth stuff, which is which we announced. Gosh, it was just at TechEd. These guys are amazing. They really are. So we've already got you know chapters all about it. So um, it's worth reading. Um, the the OAuth stuff works best for like web client auth to auth. 
Um, there's some we just talking about this today actually some changes we want to we want to add to that to make it a better experience when you're building apps that talk to TFS and Visual Studio Online but yeah um, ha- have a look at the book anyway it's uh, you know electronics so you, you might as well you can buy it's, it's, what is it? it's like about a four ninety nine US yeah like yeah it's ridiculous it that's was... like what's that that's like one pound yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice uh-huh. Uh, I bought this when we first talked about it and I got that email uh, a couple days ago that they did the update so I dig that five bucks for this and it's going to end up right now they're you know 17 chapters is the end result there's still one two three four five six seven eight nine nine or so chapters still pending so you can actually be on the ground floor and learn as they go mm-hmm. definitely so um, our friend Martin Henselwood just blogged about uh, merging team projects team projects into one in TFS. It's hard to say fast. Uh, the reason why I brought this up, we've talked about um, one of the tools that he mentions in here, the TFS integration tools. And oddly enough, yesterday I was using this tool myself. We have uh, two project collections. Uh, it's a long story. But anyway, we had two project collections um, that we, before we upgrade to TFS 2013, I wanted, we just combined them into one. It, you know, the reasons they had the two different collections went away. So we're just going to combine them. And the so I, you know, fired up this tool, um, and after dealing with some not big issues, it's primarily the work items went through seamlessly. It was the version control and, and some of the merging of the the build templates that was a problem. So I ended up just not doing those folders, uh, and it was smooth. And I, and I tell you, if you are a TFS admin, and you are being asked to move projects between different versions of TFS 2010, 2012. I haven't tried this in 2013. Um, I would. Do you know if it would work, Martin? Sorry, I wasn't uh, even wait, listening. Wait, 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 wait. You know what? Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to listen because he's already talked about this. Uh, okay, uh, Martin already talked about it. If you don't see the 2013 adapter listed, even though you have 2013 installed, don't panic. Install and he and he just use the TFS 11 adapter. So right there, Martin already there talked go. about it. Good man. Yeah, and one of the things that Martin does love is big team projects. You know what I mean? It's one of the things he he does to try and encourage people. So mm-hmm. make sure, um, yeah, have a read into some of the background around that. Um, you know, and, and why he recommends that approach. But if you are wanting to pull them together, it's definitely, definitely a good tool to try. Um, and then uh, another good tool to try, Seamus. Look at that. Brian says hi, by the way, everybody. <laughs> Uh, and uh, another good tool to try is, especially if you're doing some, again, TFS extensibility, one of my favorite topics, um, the legend that is Gordon Beaming has done a great post around um, doing some work item visualization. And basically, this, this was new to me, but he's managed to hook into the debugger stuff so that when you, if you were to hover over a, a collection of uh, work items, it actually renders those work items for you in the debug visualizer. So, do you know, he's using this thing called .NET Pretty. Did you know about that, Greg? I just saw that myself uh, when he started right. talking about this. He's already released the source code for this. Um, yes. And, and yeah, the .NET Pretty means .NET Pretty in your debugger environment. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, I, I, it took me a second to grok it as well. It's like, okay, the example he uses is the uh, SQL connection object. He is able to basically extend that and add a debugger attribute to the existing class to add, uh, to enable the debugger display. 
You know, so mm-hmm. you, I used to think that I had to own the code, you know, and, and yeah, I could do the debugger display and debugger attributes and all that good kind of stuff in my code. He shows it how you don't even have to own the code. And that's exactly what he does in the TFS work item visualizer. Yeah, yeah it's really, really cool. We should really, you know, uh, yeah, no, it's really impressive stuff. The thing that's interesting about the work, the those work item collections again. Uh, I'm probably delving into far too much detail, but anyway, the um the work item collections are really cool because uh, the way that the code works under the under the hood is that, um it loads the data. You know how you go and you you execute a query and then you get you get back this collection, right? The the and then you're iterating over the collection. It it, it doesn't pull back all of the data um, in the first call when you're iterating over the collection. Well, it pulls back like a page of the data, and I'm trying to remember how much it is. Like 125 rows, or I can't remember now. But there's a chunk of rows that it pulls back. Nice. And then as you iterate through the collection, when you get, you know, close to the, 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 the top of what's been loaded into memory, it goes and load, goes and does another server call and goes and loads the next 125 in. And, uh, so that's how that works. And if you, if you're ever in, uh, Visual Studio, one of the cool, or Eclipse, one of the cool things to do is to execute a query that returns back, you know, bajillions of work items and then, you're on a page, and if you just scroll a bit with your normal scroll wheel, you won't notice it. But then if you take the scroll wheel and just drag it like all the way into the middle or towards the bottom of the query and then let go really quick, you'll notice that the page is blank, and then it like loads in the rows. And that's because it's gone ahead, found which page of data it needs to load in in that collection, and then goes and loads the page around the bit that you're trying to view, you know, top and bottom. And then, again, if you scroll normally, you'll never notice. But if you drag that scroll bar up and drop it again somewhere else, it goes and you, you, you get to see that visualizing. That, that took an awful lot of work, believe me, when I was coding that bit in Eclipse. So, uh, yeah, I'm quite proud of that. <laughs> but no, it's a good little collection. So I was, I, I'm really impressed you can visualize it as well. And it, yeah, I'm interested, actually, how it works. If it, I hope it doesn't go and page in a bunch of data and it doesn't need to and things like that. But, um, no, it's, it's good stuff. And take a look at .NET Pretty as well if you haven't seen that. I, I certainly hadn't. And speaking of uh, Gordon, he's updated his post all around uh, creating a fake TFS builds. We've talked about this before, but um, again, I'm really pleased. He's got the code and shows you exactly how to go, how to go and put a build into TFS, even if TFS wasn't doing the build itself. So if you've got a build happening elsewhere, you here is the code for you to go and make that appear as a row in the build and then you can associate it with all sorts of things you can associate it with work items and and all that good stuff so uh even if tfs didn't actually build it for you so uh, take a look at that code as well if that sounds interesting to you if you want to write a plugin to uh jenkins or something like that that actually does that the equivalent of that be my guest i would love you to do that it's one of the things i keep meaning to do and, and never get around to so speaking of big names mickey Gusey, who we have to get back on the show yeah I'm, definitely Did we, i'm missing yeah. mickey man yeah uh, me too he's been uh busy still doing tfs stuff his uh uh um, ALM Rock site. He, he's still blogging there occasionally. But what he's been doing more recently is um, he works for a company that does a system center. Mm. And he wrote in this article about how to use PowerShell with um, Team Foundation Server 2013. And this one is a just getting started post. And it's part of their uh, 100 days of DevOps with PowerShell series. Cool. And, you know, it's not a long post, but if you are looking into PowerShell and if, you know, you got an IT guys, you know they already are. Um, 
But this is more for the dev side and kind of looking at that and say, oh, okay. Or if like the TF.exe app scares you and, and you'd rather do this PowerShell, uh, Mickey's article is a really good good point for you. Nice. Hey, speaking um, speaking of DevOps again, I'm I'm going off the show note. I'm I'm going away from the show notes. <laughs> going here. off the rails. Something is exactly. I've gone well off the rails today. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. The um the um the have you heard of a thing called Packer? Packer. Yeah, no, it's an open source sort of framework for um, building machine images, and then you can run them on multiple platforms, and you have like a, a single configuration file, and it's a really cool thing. The, the cool kids are into it in the DevOps space nowadays, and um, the oh, guys over at MS OpenTech actually just released a, a, a Packer thing for for Hyper-V, so is you can like do it with Docker? Hyper-V images. Very, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. So, so, uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff, and you you create the it helps you create the images, you know, so you can deploy them out places and stuff like that. So and then take an existing ISO image and do some stuff to it. You know what I mean? Like for example, if you wanted to make it, we should definitely do this. If you wanted to take the standard Windows Server evaluation VM and add TFS into it, and then create an ISO based on that, for example, then this would be the way to automate that. Not not what we do, but you know, it would be a great way to do that. So modern technology catches up eventually, I guess. Um. But yeah, so that, but that wasn't what I was supposed to be talking about. <laughs> what I was supposed to be talking about was another tweet. So I tweeted this. This is what made me think about it, you see. It was, it was like DevOps and stuff. But um, uh, Buck Hodges uh, tweeted an offer from uh, John Peterson over at Win Intellect. Um, and we all love free training. As we, uh, I think free training is a, is a, is a running meme in the show. Oh. And uh, they've done um, a great uh, video as part of their courses on um, using Git with Visual Studio Online. And, um, you know, obviously it's a, it's a, a pet topic of mine. Um, but there's a, an offer if you use the um, code, it's capitals, MSVSO for Oscar. FY15, and we'll put that in the show notes um, over on the Winterlect site. Again, we'll put a link on the show notes. Then you can go watch that video for free, and it's a you know extensive course on well extensive video on using Git with Visual Studio Online. It's a good introduction for people. And there's a, a tip for you because I just signed up for this myself this morning. Um, that if you've already registered with Winterlect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've already maybe used one of these because what this does is gives you, gives you a 30-day trial period to view this video. Uh, look at the screen, all right? It'll actually tell you what to do if you've already registered, if you already got an account, and you have a new promo code. It's telling you to re-register and use your same information. Just do that. Uh-huh. Same email, same password, same name. Put the promo code in and re-register, and your existing account will be extended to view that video. That's that's good of them, isn't it? You know, quite often if you're an existing customer, you don't get all these deals. Yeah. That always annoys me. But no, that's that's really good of them. Yeah, you have to go through the whole thing. Can't just put the code in yeah, and, well, and click yeah. promo code because I did this. That like, would mean writing a whole new section of code for those people. But yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> but no, I'm actually impressed to do a deduplication. I'm, 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 I'm impressed. Yeah. That's good stuff. Um, so and what about the Rangers, Greg? We're at that time of the show. Have the Rangers been up to much? They've been doing a couple things. Um, they do a monthly Ranger Flash. So uh, Willie P uh, blogged recently his, his monthly Ranger Flash. Uh, not a lot, but still some important things. Uh, for example, our Spanish-speaking audience, uh, all three of you, I think. Um, wait, that's wait, maybe that's we have three listeners. No, so that would be anyway. Um, 
the version control guide v3 that we've talked about before there's a spanish version of that now uh they've released the release pipeline and that's something that we haven't really talked about as much release management release pipeline there was a hand, there was a guide on creating that in tfs 2012 well the hands-on lamps have been updated for 2013 now too so if you're into creating a release pipeline you're on 2013 already the hands-on labs have been updated and the tfs word add-in which we've also talked before has been updated um, to include support for non-English versions of Windows and Word. So that's the one big flash. Uh, some of the other things that they've talked about is this isn't what they released, but they're highlighting somebody else's release. There's a news in the Visual Studio IDE. Remember when start pages were new in Visual Studio and there was like yeah. a billion different start pages and then it kind of got quiet? Well, here's another extension that allows you to get these all these blog items that we're already talking about that that, that I've been mentioning and such. Uh, you can get them right in your favorite tool of choice, Visual Studio. You can get these the Visual Studio online updates, the Service blog, as well as the ALM Rangers blog. And you can filter them down. You can see the posts, so you don't even need an RSS reader. Just install this plugin, and you can get your news of choice right there in Visual Studio. And that's brilliant. The, 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 that start pages thing, when it was built, I remember it being extensible because I was actually on the, this was back when I was, um, you know, an MVP <laughs> and I got, they kept sending me like updates to start pages <laughs> to try new things out. And it was just a meth plugin, I seem to remember. So uh, I don't think it's overly documented, but they must have found what the, what the integration was and show people how to well, do it. Well, part of this I lied to. Um, okay. This isn't actually a start page. It, it feels like it when you first look at it, but they've actually extended the Team Explorer. Oh, which definitely is a published extension. Point, yes. So. so they they give you a whole new. That's actually better. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I do like this better. There, instead of my work in pending change in source control employer, there's a news item that gets added, and once you navigate from that, you can select the different uh, updates blog, ALM Rangers blog, and filter it down, and then see the items as well right there. So that's cool. Yeah. And can you add uh, your own RSS feeds into it too? Uh, it doesn't look like it. Hmm, probably can if you get the code. I don't know, I'll have to look at that. Because that would be quite a good way, you know, if you're using it inside your company to kind of share, um, like, service updates and things like that to people who were using your TFSs. But anyway, there we go. Let's have a look. <laughs> Actually, uh, there was, uh, there's a question already on this because it's available via the Visual Studio Gallery, so you can install it uh, via uh, uh, either the gallery or right from Visual Studio. Um, and they're asking, are the feeds customizable? And there was no answer at this point for that. Okay, well, there we go then. Let's find out. As a, a question for the listeners, and if not, then we should go do that. Because, yeah, that would be – I know a few people who would quite like to do that, you know, as a way to um – uh, you know, as a way to roll out service announcements to people inside the company and things and let them know about changes have made to process templates and just stuff, stuff like that. It's one of the requests we always get for TFS is, mm -hmm. is a way of doing service notices. So there we go. Well, cool. my friend, I think that's a show. That is indeed a show. So, yeah, Brian says hi, everybody. That's, that can be the show title. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> Brian says hi. <laughs> we'll have to get him on the show sometime. Have you ever spoken with Brian, Greg? I don't think so there we go we probably should get him on the show sometime i have to have some good i'll have to prepare for that one though <laughs> he's one of brian's one of these people who's he's really good what's really good about him is he asks great questions you know you'd be talking to him and he'll sit and he'll think and he'll go and then he'll ask you a question you'll be like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> come back to you and i've got the answer. and then that's exactly what i said to him i'll come back to you brian because i was like yeah you've just completely shot the hole in my whole like thinking now <laughs> 
I'll have, to, I'll have to think again, but there we go. Cool, right. That's a good good show. So uh, thanks everybody for listening. If you've got um, uh, questions or feedback or you know any anything you want us to cover, then please do email radiotfs at outlook dot com or give us a call on the voicemail. We maybe even play uh, your voicemail out on the show. If that's four two five two three three eight three seven nine. Again, thank you very much for your time, and we'll speak to you next time on Radio TFS. Mm-hmm.